So we're picking up from last Sunday. If you weren't here last Sunday, this is like a two-part sermon. So uh, you might want to catch up on Spotify or online and listen to what we were sharing last Sunday. Uh, but someone mentioned today uh, barbecues. Uh, it's just spurred an idea in my head. So you know what a barbecue here in England is? It's basically burned sausages and burgers, like more or less this standard. And then you have a braai, which is a bit better, like a lot better, South Africans, isn't it? It's quite good. And then you have an Argentine asal, which is like <laughs> top level, different, like it's a bit like braai 2.0. So um, when we talk about Sabbath, which is what you're talking today, is more or less it's like resting 2.0. It's like a different level of resting. Um, so last week... Uh, I shared a bit about normal rest. It's important to rest uh, for our minds, our emotions, our, our, our bodies, and also our rest in God. So we talked about trusting God and letting Him give us rest. He is our rest as well. His presence gives us rest. Um, and uh, I shared this verse, which was from last week. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And that's God's promise to us, that He gives us rest and our call as Christians is nearly to be a, a non-anxious presence in a very hard and frenetic world, is to be different because we've got the rest that comes from God. Uh, so in our, in our bedroom, when we, when we lie in our beds with Sonia, we've got a picture up there. It's a picture of our trip to Thailand and it was our last trip before having little ones. So Sonia was pregnant, we went to Thailand and every night we go to bed with this picture this is a lovely beach, our feet are there, we are young and free, um, and just enjoying rest. Uh, and I think uh, what the Bible teaches is, uh, is an invitation to rediscover rest. Um, so last week, we, we talked about these three points, rest, trust, and being with God. And today we're going to go into the respite uh, in a bit more depth. Um, so... I don't know about you, but I usually enjoy resting, but it doesn't always work 100% as I planned. In March 2020, remember March 2020, it's quite an iconic time in the universal history. Uh, we were ready to go to Argentina to visit our family. We had a plane ticket, I think it was something like for the 27th of March. And on the 20th, news started coming out about a little virus that was going around and, uh, and affecting things. And two or three days later, we realized all the borders, international borders, were, were shutting down. And a friend of ours had said, if you ever uh, want to, to have a holiday, We've, we've got a cottage in Lake District for you to go and, and use. And we said, yeah, we'll go. can't remember if it was in May half term or in the summer. We'd arranged the date. And then suddenly we heard 2020, borders are down. Our three-week holiday, which we had planned, was suddenly dead. We had some friends who were living with us who had just come over and were find, trying to find a flat. And we'd been three weeks already living with them. They also had a little kid, so it's a bit of chaos. We thought, we need a rest. We need to get out of here for a bit. Um, and then we remembered, oh, someone had offered a cottage. So we went off uh, just before like the, the biggest, harshest kind of break in, in you can't do anything. Uh, just two days before, we, we traveled to Lake District. And then so the, the curtain came down, and you, you actually couldn't even go out. So it's quite strange. You, couldn't, you weren't allowed to sort of drive to lakes. So we just had to walk around uh, a bit. 
But the thing with that is we went to go for a break, for a holiday, uh, and I did have to do an online service there, so I was filming with my phone, trying to invent how we do all of this. Um, but, but one of the things I found was uh, that this is an old house. This is a house that's 500 years old. Um, so remember, old houses, they have like these bars, and it's all for like smaller people, because people were small at the time. So a few times, I'd go up and sort of hit my head, which wasn't, wasn't that fun. Uh, but I'd walk around, hit my head, and I was very conscious um, of, of the, these bars on top of me. And um, so one night, um, we had a bedroom here, and our kids were in the bedroom there. We just had two at the time. And uh, in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., one of them started crying. And uh, in between us, there was stairs that went down, and so it was quite frightening when they sort of woke up in a different space and they're crying. So what I did with my great parents' instincts was I got up and I dashed quickly straight towards my son, 3 a.m. And as I dashed, I hit my head and literally fell on the ground and fell on the floor and started swearing. And <laughs> probably shouldn't say that. And I could hear in my, in my bedroom, in the bedroom, I, I could hear the biggest laugh. Sonia was just having the best time of her life, <laughs> laughing at sort of my situation, on the, sitting on the ground. But I hit my head so many times, I was so aware of it. 3 a.m., run on the floor. Uh, and I think sometimes with rest, we went for a time of rest. It wasn't super restful, it was quite stressful. Because we weren't sure coming back if we were going to be allowed to travel all the way back. Uh, and I hit my head so many times. Um, and I think sometimes with rest, it, we plan it all and it doesn't go according to plan and therefore we sort of stop doing it or we stop uh, thinking this is a good thing to do. Um, and I, I want to remind us today it, it is uh, a really good thing to do. And five years ago, I heard, I think for the first time, someone giving very convincing arguments as to why we should rediscover Sabbath, which is uh, a Jewish practice a day of rest. Um, and to be honest, I've been in church all my life. I'd heard uh, all my life about everything in the Bible. I'd studied it. I'd studied theology, everything. But somebody suddenly shared a, a, a picture of what Sabbath might look like, a day of rest might look like. I was like, oh, that's, that's amazing. That, that's actually really interesting. And that makes a lot of sense. Why didn't anyone teach me this before was the kind of thing. So if you, if you don't... Uh, practice some kind of day of rest, uh, I hope today you'll go out with a, at least with an idea, flavor of, okay, this is something I, I can try doing. So let's get into our reading for today. That's Exodus 20, and I'm going to invite Brenda to come up and read for us. So that's Exodus 20, verses 8 to 11, and you can find it on your Bibles, but it's going to be on the screen as well. Today, we're looking at Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 to 11, which is on page 78. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son 
or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Amen. So the scripture says, remember Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And you have to remember, these are the people of, of Israel had, or people of God had just left slavery. So we've been slaves for something like 400 years where we, we think that they had actually no day of rest. They just worked and worked and worked and worked and nonstop. Um, and imagine just working all your life nonstop. And suddenly they come out of Egypt, they, they meet with God, God takes them and God's giving them a new way of living and ex- ex- sharing with them a new way of living. And he says, work for six days, but one day come and rest. One day, stop everything you're doing and just come and be with me, be with each other. Just stop everything and just contemplate life in a different way. Um, And can you imagine how revolutionary that might be if you're working 24-7 and suddenly someone gives you this gift of a day of rest? Uh, And I think when when we look at it uh, as as Christians now, looking back at, at that practice, we just have to remember that a Sabbath, the idea of a day of rest, is a gift of God for us. It's not something he's wanting to impose. It's not something that he wants to force on us. It's actually a gift. He wants us to enjoy rest, enjoy life, because we weren't made only to produce. We're not little productive machines. We are people in relationship with him, and he wants us to enjoy life, and he wants us to enjoy him, and he wants us to enjoy rest. Um, and the, the, the big sort of commandment was, have this day and uh, you do not work that day. That's, that's the sort of overarching commandment. This is a day where you don't do any work. Uh, and obviously, uh, at the time, there was uh, lots of interpretation of the Bible after that. And uh, the Jewish people just came up with a massive amount of restrictions and a massive amount of of ideas or interpretations of what is work and what isn't work, which actually isn't, isn't in the Bible. Uh, so then it became a very uh, legalistic day where you had to follow so many rules, where you're, you're a bit like paranoid if am I following it or not. Uh, you weren't allowed to sort of grab an apple from a tree uh, because that's work. And it's, it's so restrictive then, that it then became like this legalistic day. And uh, Jesus actually was quite strong with the Jewish people at the time when he is speaking, and he confronted them quite a bit about Sabbath uh, because they were so restrictive. And he was like walking with his disciples. They grabbed uh, some, some crops to eat, and, the, and the, the Pharisees were saying, what are you doing? This is a day of rest. And Jesus was saying, well, what are you talking about? We're just walking around. We're hungry. Grab something to eat. That, that's not the, the idea behind Sabbath. Let's have a look at what Jesus had to say. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? And then he said to them, Because the thing is, the Bible never said you couldn't pick grain. It just said you couldn't work. 
The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So as we rediscover Sabbath, um, there's some people who are, are really good at thinking it through and have worked a lot on it. Uh, and there's a movement called Practicing the Way, uh, which is head up by John Mark Comer, who you, you might have heard me mention a few times already. Um, and this is what they say Sabbath is. Sabbath is an ancient way to find rest for your soul. Isn't that lovely? Don't, don't we all want rest in our soul? Isn't that like, oh yes, I want that. Whatever comes after that, I do want rest for my soul. The Sabbath is a 24-hour time period set aside to stop, rest, delight, and worship. It is the best day of the week in our era of chronic exhaustion, emotional and health, and spiritual stagnation. Few things are more necessary than the recovery of this ancient practice. In an area of chronic exhaustion, I don't know if you feel a bit like that sometimes, emotional unhealth and spiritual stagnation, few things are more necessary, few things are more life-giving than actually stopping for a day a week to reconnect with God, to rest and to be together. So the, the main things, um, they, they just mentioned four things that... Uh, that a Sabbath is all about. So it's about stopping, stop work, stop probably doing uh, the, the big chores. It uh, doesn't mean, again, we follow very strict rules, but you might not want to do a, a big chore in, in, a, in a day of rest, uh, but it's fine maybe to cook or to, to wash. It's a, a day where we choose to rest. Uh, and I like that. It's, resting is actually a choice. It's not just kind of falling apart on a couch after a long day. There's a choice to rest, to set apart time for rest. Um, it's a day of delight, uh, and I, I love that because I don't know about you, but I didn't grow up in, in, in churches where they told me that what God wanted more than anything else was for us to delight in Him, delight in His presence. It was more about we're going to change the world and really good things about everything we had to do to, to be good Christians and to share uh, God's grace and love. It's a whole big to-do list. And, and when we rediscover Sabbath, we rediscover that actually God didn't only intend us to work. Working is good. Don't get me wrong. I, I like working and I like achieving and I like seeing uh, us do some good things for God and seeing us grow. I, I really like that. There's a reason why I applied to a job in, in this church and not a little parish church with 50 people, which I can sort of wing and, uh, and work a few hours and, and just uh, not, not achieve too much and be very happy and restful. The reason why I, I, we... We ended up here. It's because I do love the work. I do love to achieve. And I think maybe a lot of us love to achieve. But there's also this side of delight, of enjoying life. Life is not all achievement. It's not all studying till 3 a.m. to get your best marks in your A-level. It's not all about getting the most money you can squeeze out of yourself. It's not all about that. There's also delight. There's also joy. God wants us to enjoy life. And actually, if you think of it, aren't sort of people who enjoy life, who are joyful, people who you want to be around, who you want to be like? Isn't it the people who you sort of look up to, people who actually enjoy life, who aren't super burnt out and stressed out all the time? Isn't that sort of a life that we say, oh, I want to be more like that? And if 
us as Christians can live that out, if we can be a people full of joy, then maybe that's the best message we can give the world. People who enjoy life enjoy each other. And it's also a day of worship. It's a day of connecting with God, obviously. It's also a day for God. It's holy. It's set apart for him. And uh, the other day, I, I was asking a Jewish friend, because uh, I grew up with, with a friend who's, Jew, who's a Jew, and I went to his barn with and everything. So I, I asked him, how do you live it out? How, how do you, as, as a Jew in the 20th century, uh, 21st century, uh, live this out. And I know he's, he's like, he's full on, he, he's very capable, he's running a massive business, uh, lots of money, very intense work life, asking him, what do you do? And he said, what I do is on Fridays, uh, I stop work a bit earlier, so I stop work sort of 4 p.m., 5 p.m., uh, and I go home, and we, we, um, we sit at the table as a family, and we light some candles, and we do some prayers, and then everyone shares about something that's been good in their week, something that has been bad, uh, and then we, we eat together, and, uh, and the next day, we, we basically, sometimes we'll go to temple, he's not super, uh, super religious, but sometimes we go to temple, sometimes we'll go and do something together as a family, and, and that's our day, and that's our rhythm. It's, it's a day in the week where we stop, and we are together, as a family, we are together with each other and we are together with God. And we connect in quite a deep level because we're sharing what's been good, what's been bad, and we get to know each other. I thought, that's amazing. That, that's really what we want. That's really what, what we need. And that's what we, we're going to try to do. So we've been trying to do this as a family. And I say try because sometimes works, it sometimes doesn't. It's sometimes an afternoon, it's sometimes a full day, it's sometimes sort of morning to evening, sometimes it's split in, into two days. It, we need to sort of work through it. Um, but um, in, the, in the summer, we, we went on holidays, we had new wine, uh, the kids were at home, and it just felt like all our rhythm broke. And then we came back from holidays, we had people staying with us, uh, two weekends, I think, and then we had the big church day in, and then we had dinner. And it just felt like, where's our Sabbath? And in a way, there's something in me that, that was missing. And last week and this week, we, we were able to pick it up again. And the sense of joy, the rest of just delight in that day was so powerful. I, I suddenly, you know when you do something, I get this quite often, when I don't play football for a few weeks, and then I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter if I don't play. And then I play. It's like, oh, I actually love this. This is great. I want to play again. I don't want to miss next Thursday. And, and, and with the Sabbath for us, it was the same thing. We didn't do it for, I think, probably six weeks. And then we, we did it again. It's like, oh, I missed this. I missed the joy of, of just being with the family and just spending a bit of time worshipping and uh, relaxing and watching a movie together and eating pizza, um, which probably shouldn't be the, the top thing. So, uh, but, so the three things we, we, we get from Sabbath is we want freedom, freedom from the world around us. Uh, we are bombarded from around us all the time, not by bad things, but just constant uh, stuff coming our way. Um, we, we try to do a bit of freedom from this little device, which is very helpful, but also can drive you a bit crazy. Um, I tried some weeks ago, I got rid of Instagram and Facebook from my phone, and I realized I would every now and then just get, get it out and press where, where the icon used to be, and, this, and something like the weather was there. And so I checked the weather 20 times in a day. Um, <laughs> 
It's like, I already know what's happening. But, but you, you get so, so addicted to, to just checking if there's a new WhatsApp messages. And I, to be honest, I don't have any notification in my, in my phone, so nothing pops up. But still, I, I'm all the time sort of going back to it. So having a day of, of rest from the phone is quite nice. Uh, and we are trying to sort of, when we go to bed at night, we always leave our phones in the kitchen, and we don't pick it up till sort of 8 a.m. something once we've woken up, had our showers. Um, but a bit of freedom from the phone is, is quite good, and Sabbath is a good day to do that. To say, okay, now we're going to spend some, some time eating and relaxing and even watching a movie, and we can just leave our phones in the kitchen for five hours and see what happens. And you know what? The world still goes round, and everything seems, seems to work anyways without your phone for five hours. Uh, it's a day of fun, uh, and I do want to kind of reinforce this idea that God does want us to enjoy life. It's, it's not all, all achievement. It's not all doing. It's not all doing what Jesus did. Well, Jesus did eat with his friends, as Paul was saying, uh, or Adam was saying, and uh, Jesus did spend time with, with his friends. He did we had like crowds he was, he was talking to and he'd go out and just spend friends, sometimes with 12, sometimes with three, sometimes by himself, but he would have that space. So actually, if you want to follow Jesus, and, and we believe the sort of old school model that you had to sacrifice everything for him, uh, then, then maybe we, we're missing out on something. Uh, I, I read books from missionaries from the past, and I think, oh, these people are amazing, but then you read that they also used to, to leave their kids in, in, a, in a school somewhere and didn't see them for three years, and you're thinking, like, I don't want that. That, that doesn't seem to me the model I find in Jesus. Uh, uh, I looked at, um, it's, a, it's a very well-known book that came out like 20 years ago called uh, God's Generals. I don't know if anyone has read that, but it, it's all these people who did some great things for God, but they all burnt out. Like, you see them, and after three years, they all burnt out. I'm thinking, well, this doesn't seem like a very healthy model. Or um, I was, I was uh, reading the, the biography of someone who's actually a great speaker, great things, uh, but, but then I'd see he had a baby born, and after two weeks, he went for six weeks to do a campaign evangelistic campaign in Africa. I'm thinking, that, that's not the model I want to live. Like, if that's following you, Jesus, if that's being successful in your kingdom, I, I don't really want that because that, that's not the life I see in the Bible. That's not the life I see in Jesus. And I think sometimes we've sort of highlighted these models of doing, 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 and not just being with God. And Having said that, like, remember, six days work, it's not only resting. It's not only sort of not doing anything. There is, a, there is kind of scope for achievement and doing good things for God, but there is a time for rest. There is a time to rest a bit. So last week I introduced you to Bluey Dudes. Do you remember? Do you want a bit more wisdom from Bluey Dudes? Let's see what they say. So how to stay on top of laundry when you have kids? One, you can't find a new dream. Uh, I like that because with, with resting, let's, let, it's good to be realistic as well. Like, don't set a bar that you'll never do. When you plan to do stuff after your kids fell asleep, but they, look, they took forever and now you don't want to do absolutely anything, um, that, that's a bit of my life, actually. But that's where separating a day where I can rest is quite good, because in the week I know I can't, and even if I try, I can't, I end up doing stuff till midnight, but I know on Monday when I'm kind of doing something at midnight, I know Friday's coming, 
There's going to be a day where I'm going to be able to rest and not lie flat in the couch. Having kids has taught me that their ears are there for decorative purposes only. <laughs> this is me having a moment. It has nothing to do with what I'm saying. And this is a picture of my kids getting ready to leave the house. Um, and, I, and I saw this on Instagram, which I thought was quite interesting. So have a look. Freddie, can we have sound? I love Terry Maguire and The Office. So good, both of them. But um, actually, that, that's, that's what happens. We, we plan and it doesn't work out, and we plan and it doesn't work out, and we have this idea of what rest might be, and it doesn't work. Um, but I think we, we need to just keep going. We've done so many failed Sabbaths. Like so many times we thought, we're going to do it, and then, I don't know, we had someone over the next day, so we have to end up just cleaning the house a whole day, or halfway through that, there's massive tantrums and we couldn't do it. But if we keep going, then we'll find a rhythm where you, you get this day of uh, rest. So how, how do we do Sabbath? How do we make it work? First is we have to hunger for it. We have to say, okay, this is something we want. This is something I want. I want to have a day of rest. So first thing is we have to choose to, to give space uh, to to have a, a day of rest. And when I say day of rest, it can be, as I said, like it can be a Sunday is probably the best day for most of you. It's not the best day for me because I work on Sundays. Uh, but you come, you worship, then you can have an afternoon uh, where, where you rest, and then maybe in, in the evening to a few chores. Um, it, it doesn't matter when, because uh, I don't think Jesus is, is too bothered as to when you do it. It could be a half day and a half day, as we're tending to do uh, one day in the afternoon and the next day in the morning. You could do Saturday afternoon and, Saturday and Sunday morning. You could just do three hours on a day a week, just say, this day is the day we're not going to do anything. This is a Thursday, we're going to come back from, from work or, or wherever, whatever we're doing, and tonight we're not going to do anything. We're just going to spend time uh, resting. Um, and this is not only, obviously, for families. This works for single people. Uh, I had a, a really good friend who, who would uh, basically try... Who, who lived by herself, and she would try and invite friends over or try and go for a walk with a friend on that day so, so that her Sabbath wasn't uh, only her by herself, but actually she'd rest, but also engage with others. This works in, in many different ways. So we, we need to hunger, we need to prioritize. If we don't prioritize, this will never happen. We need to plan it, so we work the week towards the Sabbath. So we we, we work our way through the week knowing that we plan so that on that Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, we can, we can rest. So uh, Friday mornings, a lot of the time, is trying to get all the chores done so that afterwards we can rest. Um, and lastly, Nike, which is the, the thing is just do it. Just do something. Uh, just start with something. Start small, but do think of what life with Sabbath would work for you. And I'm going to finish by just sharing this, this quote from Ignatius of Loyola. He says, Sin is unwillingness to trust that what God wants for me is only my deepest happiness. 
And in happiness, it's, he's not talking about pleasure. He's talking about a sense of purpose, a sense of value, a sense of life at its uh, abundant life. Um, and I, I think sometimes when we don't choose to rest, we, in a way what we're saying is, I, I don't think God wants this for me. I don't think God is gifting this time of joy for me as well. Uh, and I'm very aware that we all have different rhythms and different moments, and there might be a season where it's nearly impossible to do, and you can only do Sabbath for two hours. But do something, start somewhere, because God wants you to enjoy life. God wants you to live life at the fullest. God wants to give you an abundant life and not a life of achievement only. So I'm going to invite the band to come up. I just want to finish by, by reading this. Um, and just to challenge you or encourage you, why not try out this week some form of Sabbath, some form of a day to stop and rest and engage with God. And it might be the easiest option is to say next Sunday, I'm going to come to church and then in the afternoon just rest. Um, that's, that's an easy way. Just plan your week so that you can actually rest on Sunday afternoon. And Isaiah 58 says, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, then you will find your joy in the Lord. Uh, I think God promises joy. He does promise joy for us, but, but we need to give space for him to fill us with his joy. We need to do our bit as well to separate the time so that we can then be filled with his joy. Shall we stand and we're going to ask God to fill us with his joy today. God, you want to fill us with joy. You want us to be people of joy, full of you, full of life. And we can't do it if we live 24-7, non-stop, doing stuff. And I just pray, Lord, that you'd give us rest, that you'd give us joy, that you'd help us organize our week so that we can have a day of rest. And Lord, joy is a fruit of your spirit. So I just pray that you'd give us joy now. Fill us with your presence, Holy Spirit. Fill us with your joy that we might be people of joy.